Welcome to Two Sweaty Men Talking to One Sweaty Man, the podcast <laughs> keeping the old where we sweat on one another. <laughs> uh, so, so Stuart, have you, have you ever listened to the, the podcast before? I've listened to a few, yeah, I've listened to a few. You, you, can, you don't have to lie, you can say no, it's fine. <laughs> but no, I have, I have listened to, I'm not going to listen to all of them, but I have listened to one or two. So. Right, right, but how many questions over a beer have you listened to? One or two. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't listened to any of it. That's all right. That's all right. Because we're we're engaged in direct warfare now with questions right. over a beer. Oh, well, yeah. we were oh, well, I've watched all of your guys. Listen to all of yours. There we go. All of yours. Yeah, <laughs> we we was quite civil at the start, but but last night Scott Scott started, started talking smack. Some fighting talk. Yeah. Started sort of talking. Really? I thought we were going to coexist. It was quite... a friendly rivalry, is what I thought. I didn't know even rivalry. I thought it, one complimented the other. One was. Two older guys being all serious, mm-hmm. and one was two young, handsome lads having a bit of crack. That's it. Yeah, but apparently yeah. He, he sees us as rivals, so now he has to be destroyed. It's because it's because he has to be destroyed. But in that case, it's two much much older men, talking. <laughs> <laughs> and much much younger and more handsome men talking. So, and we get the young handsome men on, don't we? That's, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Demographic this is the sexy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, I get to say all this in the safety that there's an ocean between me and Scott Sensei. So, you know, good luck, guys. Have fun. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what, what's been happening, Stuart? How's, uh, things have been opening up. I've seen you had you were hosting Scott Sensei um, for the first seminar back in a, in a while, yeah, in person. Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah, that was brilliant. So it's actually a uh, Jason Cunningham sensei from Brighton Dojo who managed to get in first um, the weekend before, which were, which was great. So I travelled down to that one. Uh, but yeah, having him in Liverpool was, I it was awesome. You know, it was awesome. Um, I think over seventy Kraska in total um, yes. coming straight with him. Um, yeah, not just from HDKI, which was great. There was KGB, JKA, JKS. Um, you know, a few different styles of karate as well. Gojiru, Nambudo. So yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. You know, it was fantastic just just to be in that sort of uh, atmosphere again. You know, big sports, or lots of people doing the thing we love doing, um, which was great. And you know, the vast majority of people there had never trained with Scott Sensei before. You know, even even people who joined the HDKI, it's obviously seen him on YouTube and Facebook and whatever, um, and maybe read his book, but they'd never actually sort of experienced his karate before. Um, so that that was a that was a great experience. Right, uh, there's a lot of new really. UK dojos. Yes, yeah, huge, huge amount of new UK dojos. Who, um, so yeah, I think it was a, uh, it was an important event for that reason as well. Um, you know, being quite blunt about it, obviously when you've joined a new association, there is perhaps a bit of trepidation when you've been with another organisation for many, many years and decades, as some of these guys have. So you know, joining somewhere new with perhaps someone you don't know. Is is quite a big thing, but you know, just great, great feedback, great feedback from everyone. They all loved it. Um, just booked Sensei for a, a weekend course next year, so we'll be getting them back for the whole weekend next year, which will be uh, which will be fantastic. So yeah, in Liverpool, yeah, in Liverpool, nice, yeah. fantastic. Stay tuned, folks. Fantastic, yeah. So there's some big goings on, like you say, new dojos uh, joining and stuff like that, and a. Uh, how how's the vibe been with with you with you and obviously you you you're, you're coming from the QGB and quite a few dojos and stuff uh, sort of joining the HDKI and you being quite pally with a few of those dojo heads and stuff. How have you found the transition? Has it been smooth? Uh, oh, it's, 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 problems, it's been any issues? Very, very smooth. Yeah. Um, yeah, very easy, pleasantly easy. Um, obviously, you know Scott Sensei is very approachable and great. Simon Sensei. Um, and Andrew and all of the guys, Paul Sensei, have all been, you know, really welcoming, fantastic. 
Um, you know, Jason Cunningham did writing course. He was new to the HDKI, so he sort of did that first HDKI course for England in the south post-COVID, and then I did the one um, in the north post-COVID. Um, and, you know, everyone I've spoken to has just said it, it's been a pleasure. You know, they've got in touch, and, you know, Simon's got back to people straight away. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just been as easy as that, really. Um, no regrets, I think, is the important bit on on everyone's part. So, um, and hopefully that will just continue as more dojos continue to join as events start and courses start and competitions start and over the next few months. Um, you know, hopefully it will continue to grow and we'll see. It's been a very positive start. Right. Competitions will be fun, eh? Competitions has been one Now that the HDKI is getting kind of big, the competitions are going to start getting really interesting. It's going to be very cool. <laughs> Especially in England, yeah. I think. Yeah. Got my eye on your boy, what's his name, Paddy? Paddy's a good yeah. fighter, yeah? Got my eyes on Paddy. Uh, eyes he's on good Paddy. Like Paddy. His, his dad, John O'Neill, was a, was a member of the KGB International Squad for many years and was very, very successful, hard as nails. So, Apple's not falling far from the tree in that regard. Yeah, I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing Paddy in action because I've heard, heard good things. Yeah, um, what about you? What about fighting Paddy? <laughs> I was trying to keep fairly friendly. I'm looking forward to that as well. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love having the crack. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it civil. Yeah, no, I no, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to having a good Looking forward to Paddy. smashing Paddy. No, no, Paddy. No, Paddy, no, are you listening? You're Maddie, dead. Maddie, I My cannot, boy Ross is coming after you. Can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to train with you. And and let's have a wee knock. It'll be good fun. Yeah, there, there's a group of us from Liverpool. Uh, myself, Tony Chin, Damien Woods, Dan Brody, John, Paddy. Hopefully we're going to be coming over to Dublin um, in the next few months to train with you guys at the Hombu. Um, we were thinking oh, about coming next cool. month, but when we spoke to Scott Sensei, because there's quite a large group of us, he just said, you guys are packed for, uh, for the week course and maybe come... Less yeah, I might. I, I'd part. say it'd be better for you guys to come on your your own sort yeah. of special invite sort of thing because the yeah the Shidan Gecko's in two weeks and it's yeah it's, uh, yeah. yeah I think we're gonna have to get find a venue and stuff. It's yeah. that busy, you know. I don't think we'll fit everyone. Really? Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, great. Nice problem. It's gonna be yeah. like you. You'll get more of a. I think like well, obviously you'll get more attention from Scott Sensei, but you'll also get more of a an idea of what training. With us, because yeah. for those who don't know, like we we've known Stuart for for a good while now. You you were over in Dublin teaching for us at Christmas time. I think yeah, we had a brief reprise from lockdown. Mm-hmm. You were over teaching for us, and uh, and you've been training via Zoom in the mornings with us for Christ forever. <laughs> for for a long, long time, now, yeah. In fact, in that very room that you're sitting in now, yeah. that's your that's it the only is, yeah, room I've ever been ever. Dojo, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so so Stuart's been been in contact with us for a while, and you were over teaching. How did you find your your trip to Dublin? Uh, how, how did you oh, find teaching here and the experience? Was it good? Yeah, it was it was a great experience. I was talking to a uh, you know Simon Sensei because we we went over together. It was a you know it's quite a big deal because that was the first course I taught. You know, for for an association outside of the KGB in well ten years, so. Obviously, been in the so been with the HDK, what two months at that stage, maybe three. Going to the Hombu Dojo, Scott Centre, you, you guys there, of course. So it was quite a nerve wracking, really. But no, it was it was a it was a great time. Maybe a, a little bit a little bit too hungover on the Sunday, but we won't <laughs> we won't talk about that. But uh, oh no, we will do. That was hilarious because. We like to have to train very hard, but also to have a bit of a a, a laugh afterwards. And it was funny. I was because uh, I was sitting there with with yourself, and I was saying, "Do you want a beer? I'll uh, have a wee beer." You'd had your beer, and I was like, "Do you want another beer?" No, I don't want a beer. So, like, "Do you want do you want something?" Else? So, like, would you like some wine? And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll have some wine." And then that was it. <laughs> and I was like, ah, we found his drink, the red wine. That's it. That's his. That's his. That's his much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was a, it was it was great. That was great, yeah. Trawling back through the streets of Dublin at what, four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> That's what it's all great about, man. That's, That's the Hombu Dojo experience. Last one to yeah, bed, yeah. first one on the floor. That's the rule. You won't hear that on fucking sips over a beer. What is it called? Questions over a beer. <laughs> <laughs>
Drunken no, it was, it was great. Fun. Drunkenness <laughs> is a construct. <laughs> That's it. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, so yeah, so hopefully we can get, it'd be great to have you guys back over again. If you do get over for your own wee training session, mm. that'd be savage. Be very good. Yeah, there's there's a group of us definitely looking forward to to coming over. Like <clears throat> when when Scott Sensei was here, when was it July? It was only a few weeks ago. I don't know. Um, like I said, a lot of people had watched his videos, and you know, I said they 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 don't do him justice. Being blunt, they don't do him justice. So I think there was a lot of people who had been sort of done the same training with the same instructors for a very very long time, just having. Um, that different opinion, that different view style, that different way of training and teaching and doing karate was a was my mind blowing for them really. Um, one of one of my students who's been with KGB for forty years. Um, I mean, I was just watching his face when Scott Sensei was was explaining technique or something, and, and he was you know just sat there, you know, eyes wide, open mouth, just kind of Jesus. Um, but again, it is it is just completely different i think to to what a lot of them would have experienced um in the past i know i i sort of had that revelation myself um not just training with scott sensei but when we went to japan sort of that realization that there is uh, a very different way of doing things um which is you know but it, it's what it's it's what it's all about you know i don't just want to be doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again um for decades so, so what would you say is the, the biggest difference between the training styles? Um, how, to, how to put this politically? Um, there, there is a greater emphasis on teaching, I would say. Um, not just saying do it, do it, do it, um, but how you do it, why you do it, how you can improve it. If you can't do it that way or if it doesn't work for you, here's an alternative. If that day doesn't work for you, here's an alternative. If this is the situation, here's an alternative. So just having that mindset of it's your karate. It's your karate. It's your training. It's your body. Um, obviously, there's there's the fundamentals that all need to be the same, you know, with within a certain degree. But it's your karate. Do it your way. Um, which is certainly not something I've experienced for for a while. Um, and I know a lot of those sort of guys are in the are in the same boat. Uh, you know, new numerous numerous senior black belts, fourth, fifth, sixth dance, coming up to me saying, "I feel, feel like a white belt. Feel like a white belt." Um, in in a good way, in a positive way. In that, oh, you know, there's still so much to learn. Um, which you know is obviously it is frustrating at times for a number of reasons. But it's 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 great that the opportunity to learn all of this stuff is now. Is now there, you know. Yeah. They say yeah. the best time to plant a tree was 40 years ago. And the second best time to plant a tree is today. But I was only a brown belt when I came to this dojo, and even then my mind was blown. So I imagine it would yeah. be a bit, uh, it was frustrating, but I imagine it would be, it, it could be a bit more frustrating if you're a fifth dan, sixth dan, and you're suddenly exposed to, uh, you suddenly have this revelation where you realize there's so much more that you didn't have access to before. Yeah, yeah I mean, I remember yeah. I, I was I was lucky. I was still quite young, like I, as in like a teenager mm. when I first started training, like training with Scott, you know, and like a couple of times a year anyway. And uh, yeah, I remember the first first choke. I say all the time the first chokuzuki that he threw. I was like, holy shit, what was that? I've never seen anyone punch like that before. And then just what like that? It was a summer camp up in Edinburgh. And it was him, Alan Campbell, Sensei, and Koiki Sensei. And uh, Koiki Sensei, like Alan Campbell Sensei is quite, is very good. But Koiki Sensei especially was unbelievable as well. And just that sort of, <laughs> like somebody took the, the knowledge can and just went, right to your head. You're like, Jesus. And uh, I, could never, I couldn't go back to my dojo the same way ever again after that. I was like, from the tree of knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, cried. It was forever changed. Forever changed for me after that. And uh, that's why I've been following Scott obsessively mm. since, ever since. And it mayn't have been like that if. In the early days, people hadn't hadn't put such restrictive controls on who could teach and mm. where you could teach and where you could go and who you could learn from. You know. Yeah. 
it wouldn't have to be such a big revelation. It could just be, oh yeah, we know Scott Lee. He trains around the corner. We go to him whenever we feel like it, or whatever the fuck else. Yeah, Um, but no, there was certainly again being slightly careful of what I say, but there was certainly, particularly in the dojo I used to train at, there. You know, if you wanted to go train elsewhere, you the question was always why. Why do you want to do that? Why do you feel the need to do that? Um, I mean, I remember the first time we went to Japan, and you know, it was it was Tony Chin. One of the instructors said to him, "Oh, you're going to hate the training. You're going to hate the training out there. You're going to hate it. You're not going to like it." Um, and we went to Japan for the first time, and again had that mind blowing. Oh my god, this is this is fantastic experience, um, fantastic karate. And we came back and started trying to apply some of that to what to what we were doing. Um, sort of. An easily quantifiable example is com- competition. Um, so nationally, with, within the KGB, I used to place, you know, third seconds. Used to do okay. As soon as I went to Japan, came back, started applying that. I used, I was winning. That's that's when I started to win. Um, okay. Even though one of one of my instructors at the time was saying, "Don't do it that way. Why are you doing it like that? Don't do it like that. This is the way we do it. Don't do it like that." I even want to work gold medal. Well done, but don't do it like that. It's like, well, yeah. Is there any yeah. way you can go into detail there? Are you talking about kumite or kata? Kata. kata. Um, and what was it that? Yeah. What was that special sauce that you sprinkled on? You don't sprinkle sauce, but um, again, I, th- I think it really was more an emphasis on good technique over speed, power, harder, stronger, speed, power, harder, stronger, which was what has just been drummed into us for. For, for years. I don't want to say I didn't learn anything with KG because of course I did. You know, they they are do, do have some absolutely phenomenal oh, phenomenal Kratika. <laughs> yeah, we're all, no. we're all KGB originals as well, man. Yeah. 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 Um but uh you know beyond, beyond that it was very rare you'd get any sort of actual teaching points. You know, unless it may be the very specifics of a move, but in terms of actual you know, how you move, why you move um, in a certain way was not taught a huge amount. Don't want to say it was never taught, but it was certainly not taught a huge amount. Um, and so just, again, being given almost the, the permission to think that way. Well, hang on, you've been doing that a certain way for so many years and it's not working, change it. And then suddenly, like I said, the certainly in terms of competition, the results came in. And I think in terms of sort of Keon and Kumze and everything else, yeah, it certainly made my karate better. Just like I think since being with the HDKI since, what, September maybe, something like that. Um, my karate, at least for me, I think has gotten better. Yeah. And that's, and that's the, the important thing is, is the, like, I think that you should, it's important to give people that freedom as an instructor that, okay, you, you've, You've learned that you can do everything that I'm asking you to do. I've given you the tools. Keep them forever. And now just go and add to the toolbox, you know? Like like go out and, and experience other other ways of doing it and like say, become an individual, which I think is the, the key thing that stopped happening in karate for a long, long time. Individuals stopped appearing. And it was everyone wanted to be like so and so. Everyone wanted to be like so and so, a carbon copy of it. And I think yeah. one of the things that Scott does well and, and a few others of his sort of mindset is they produce unique karateka. Yes. You look at yep. me, me and Rue's oh, karate. I'm unique, all right. Completely different. Me and Aidy, completely different. <laughs> yeah. like, we're all, not, n- n- neither of us, none of us. Nobody. Not one of us. Nobody. <laughs> oh, sorry, you, you finished. Not you finish. one of us. It <laughs> does it right. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no one on earth who can do a left leg or a mawash like I can. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. This is no, a very unique very left unique. leg or a mawash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. But no, that's, a, that's, so that's, that, that's great, man. It's great that you're having a, a positive experience eh, from it all. Yeah, but, yeah. Like so, I mean, there, there are those times of frustration where it's like, but, uh, but it's fun, you know. That at the end of today, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. Sort of taking that step back and looking at what you're doing, and then seeing, you know, and feeling, oh, this is this is better. This is the way it should be, you know. It's a, 
or if maybe not that way, well, then we can try it that way. It's, uh, it's, it's great. It makes each class, you know, different, unique. So, so what's your dojo situation right now? Um, you, there's this thing, there's this Facebook group that I'm part of called Fen, Fenikusu Do. Yeah, yeah, so I just call it, I just call it Phoenix. I told, I told them to just use English. I told them, but uh, I got outvoted. Um, I'm not going to try and say it, but that is sort of a group of us, myself, Tony Chin, Dan Brody, Damian Woods. We were sort of, we've been training together all the way through lockdown. Um, and Tony Chin has a lot of fingers and a lot of pies, so we've got access to this laundry room um that does all of the washing the hotels and bars in the city um we've got to time we were just in there so we've been using that to train um a small group of us just getting together yeah, um small yeah, small yeah like we have we have had some decent numbers there um just you know just getting together and having a bash which is you know well what we like to do we're currently looking for a, a permanent venue um sort of between the, the four of us we're trying to find a 24-7 dojo uh, where people can just come and train. There'll be set classes, but if people want to rock up and have a go, they can just rock up and have a go, you know. Um, so is this like a dojo in the germination phase? I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. It is really like so we, we would use a train as a certain dojo, which we've now all left. Um, and yeah, we want, we want to continue our training together. We've always been great friends with certainly come through a lot together over the last year with lockdown and everything else. So, um, you know, it has made us very close without getting too, you know, overly emotional about it, but we have got very close. And, uh, you know, I think we we bring each other on and that's that's the plan. And we want to give, you know, not just people in Liverpool, but people in the UK and sort of maybe further abroad, that, that place to come and train. Come into England, come to Liverpool, come and train here. So that's the, much like your guys dojo in Dublin, much like, you know, maybe JK, JK's Hombus in Japan. We want this place in England to be the place to the trip. So that's... Hear that, folks. Plan. If you're around the Liverpool area, check out, give, drop Stuart Amos a message on Facebook and go train. But um, also, by the way, man, this isn't like questions over a beer. Emotional vulnerability is accepted. <laughs> <laughs> If you, in fact, if you cried, that would be great. Yeah. So if you can force oh, it, would it. Yeah. I, I, I usually come close to crying pretty much every episode anyway. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> Cry or punch through a wall. You, your choice. Depends what kind of, what side of yourself you want to show. <laughs> um, so are you, are the four, you, you, I think you mentioned four, you, Tony Chin, Damien, did you mention four people? Um, Dan, Dan Brody Sensei. Um, and are you all sharing John. teaching duties? Uh, we, we rotate rounds. We rotate, so we take it in terms. Um, we've been getting Anthony Chin, who got his third dan with Scott Sensei the other week. He took a class for us. Jake Chin, uh, that's Tony's youngest, 17 years old. He did a class for us last night, a little Kumite drill session, which was good. Um, Sounds like yeah, a hippie we, we, commune. That's us. That's us, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like I say, I mean, yeah, we, do, we, just, we just rotate rounds, you know. Um, because everyone's got different ideas and it, it becomes quite a, a, you know, we do, we do talk a lot at the moment because again, we've got so much to, you know, to, to learn and relearn and, and study. So everyone's got ideas and we all pitch in. Um, like I said, we just try to bring ourselves along. As we said, when we get to the, that 24-7 dojo where we do have to set classes, then that'll be a different story. But, but for now. Does it feel like you're a band of underground revolutionaries where you've done this big split and you're in the laundry room underneath the hotel, and it's all very, it's like Master Splinter, except there's four masters, and all your little ninja turtles. <laughs> like, Adam, do you feel like karate outlaws or something? I'm over the fact that I've been described something along those lines. Um, maybe not quite as nicely as that, but yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, you know. We we don't care. We know the karate is doing. We're good. We know our consciences are clear. So we're just uh, going full steam ahead. And you know the option is there if people want to come and train with us. Whether it's KGB, Jake, like we said, I think uh, Tony did the the tagline karate without borders, and that's and that's what it is. That's what we are. You know, every, everyone is welcome to always come and train with us, and anything they can bring, and anything they want to take away, they're more than welcome to do so. But we're certainly not stopping anyone training with us, nor would we ever. So, so it sounds like you're happier. 
Are you are, are you happy? Is it bittersweet, or 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 do you think you're you're happier when you're doing your cry? Uh, yes. Like you guys, you guys know there's a there's a lot going on, so it's a tentative yes, but certainly for the most part, um, certainly making a positive out of negative, certainly moving forward with the plans to keep moving forward and not looking back. I'm still a, a long way to go, but you know it, it it's all moving in the right direction. Like I said, those those guys have been a, a phenomenal support, um, and and other people, you know, like, but those guys have been a. A great support. My partner's been a great support. You guys, Scott Sensei, Simon, Paul, all been great support. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, I'd say just just got to keep moving forward. Nice, nice. So, Stuart, now let's get down to brass tacks. What is the, the what is the worst morning training session that you've been a part of so far? Like, what what do you hate most? Do you hate the tubes, the tobacco, or the weights? Which one's the worst? Um. I did. I have to admit, I struggled with the tubes at start because it was not something I've done before. Um, but no, it's it's been great to do, and you know, particularly back at the start of lockdown, Damien Woods and I used to train in a, a jujitsu dojo which had loads of tubes, so we were we were banging away with them. I actually still have a scar on my stomach somewhere where one of them snapped and bit me. So I'm going to say that was the worst experience. <laughs> did that happen while you were on Zoom with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we went. Ah! <laughs> Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if what about that? Damien's once or twice. I don't know if you recall, it was the long, maybe the long one with the, the pants on the floor. I don't know if you remember seeing yeah, that. No, I yeah, remember, yeah, 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 I remember that, don't you? Yeah. We were there doing a tube session, and at one point it snapped, and I just hit the deck and sort of rolled off camera. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I wish you told us. Show us that no, scar. Yeah, go on, get the abs out for the female. Show us that the scar fe- there. For the female <laughs> viewers. Oh, dang. I don't, I don't, oh, dang. I don't know if you're going to be able to see that. You're probably not. Oh, yeah, just about. Just, that's, just that, that's an ab link. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just another... That's just an excuse, that was. <laughs> just, I don't want to use a term for that. But, uh, no, that was... Uh, no, that was, that was good. Like I said, I love, I love the, I love the tube training because um, you, you can feel the difference. 100 percent you know you can you can feel the difference it makes um but no that's great that's great those those squats he started banging out a few months ago could have talked about them in my life <laughs> i didn't get that what did Wait, you say <laughs> the squats that he banged out a few months ago could have done flip them in my life <laughs> <laughs> which squats i don't know but... <laughs> all, all of them all of them all of them all the squats but... Uh, he does that sometimes he's just like oh yeah. okay so today we're going to do you know oh he means the, the lunges that's good stuff my yeah. my thighs are transformed we don't even do those anymore but I have massive quads now I'd never had them before but I've got like like my, my quads are like your abs like fucking da-doing. yeah I, I can't pull up they're out shorts. that's what they are they're out them off here have a close look at that there Ross <laughs> Um, yeah, but so so you were training with with Scott. I heard did did, did you get a wee smack off Scott at the at the training? yeah right okay so so tell us I, this, this was down told the story a couple of times because he's quite proud of himself. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> so we want to hear from your much like punching story about. Oh, I have to tell you about my holidays after, <laughs> but, but this story first. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was down in Brighton, and again, it, it was it was COVID restrictions still, so you couldn't have sort of touch contact. Um, and he was saying, oh, I may want to demonstrate. So I said, I'll send you know, just demonstrate on me, that's fine, you know. And he said, Okay, you bring a pad. So I, look, I looked at Jason, sort of a bit like, I've taken a smack off Frank Brennan, mate. So I think, I think I'll be all right. And hand on me heart, the man nearly dropped me. But like, honestly, I've Jesus Christ. And it was one of those like Jason was looking at me, and I was like, "Yeah, right. That's that's that was that was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty good." But yeah, no, he's yeah. all smiles and happiness, and oh, the 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 technique and the arch of your foot and stuff. But then when he needs to, man, he, he can he can put yeah, it slams them. Yeah, it was like he was just sort of doing this nice sort of like nice flat, and then boom, just effortless, and yeah. 
Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> funnily enough, that's exactly the way Scott Sensei tells the story. <laughs> there was no. I was hoping they exaggerated. Yeah, but yeah. no, no, that's pretty accurate. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's good. So I made sure. I made sure when he came to Liverpool, I had my pad ready. I was. I was making that mistake. But yeah, no, it was good. Good. Anyway, what's what's the hardest you've been hit in a demonstration? Is that the hardest you've been hit, or have you been hit harder? Um, Do you want them doing here? Scott, Scott yeah. Sensei, it's hard. I mean, Frank Brennan Sensei, it's hard. That that man is just a powerhouse. There's 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 no other way to to describe him. He's a powerhouse. Um, Bob Brown Sensei, if he wants to give you a smack, he'll give you a smack with his shovel hands, and he just goes, and you're like, oh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great fun. It's got, I made the mistake because Bob. Bob likes to hit you in the nuts. Not going to lie. Not ours, but he likes to let you know he can. And once I made the mistake of wearing a box and he battered me up and down the dojo. He was like, you're wearing a box, are you? I was like, oh. <laughs> and he just hit me up and down the dojo. I was like, okay, not doing that again. <laughs> that doesn't sound but... very fair. <laughs> well prepared, are we? No. <laughs> 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 What were you going to say? Uh, what, what, what I'm saying is, Stuart, what I've guaranteed is now that you've not said it was Scott, you've said, like, you know, Frank uh, Frank has a powerhouse and hits really hard, but guaranteed yeah, yeah. you're going to get hit even harder the next time. So, set yourself up there. <laughs> you hear that, Scott? Say, hey, you don't hit, hit nothing. <laughs> you, <laughs> you hit nothing. You'll hit nothing. Need nothing. Who's the hardest you've ever been at? Scott Sensei. There's Scott. It was an elbow. Yoko Empy. Yeah? Mm. The little twitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well he was so he had me and Tig both holding pads. Um and yeah, and he was doing the thing where yeah, those people who are watching on YouTube are gonna be able to see this. He punches one way and then immediately pulls the elbow and elbows in that direction. So he was going like, Oh, you know, just sort of twitch this way and then twitch that way, and then I was behind him, so I was getting the elbow, and then he did it fast. He went like tung tung. So he was like rebounding off of Tig's pad and his whole body like went and the elbow fucking went out my back. Yeah. <laughs> went through the pad and out my back. And my vision went, you know when the white mm. stuff comes in the edges of your vision and you feel like you're going to faint? Yeah. Because, like, my, I don't know, it must have been my blood pressure or something suddenly dropped somehow. Yeah. I went into shock. <laughs> <laughs> and I nearly fell on, fell dead. Nearly fell down dead. <laughs> mine was a, uh, we were talking about this last night, actually, yeah. but mine, mine was Aiden Trimble. You ever trained with Aiden Trimble? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was doing a Yoko Geri, did a whole class on Yoko Geri, which was amazing. And he and he was using me as Suzuki for the whole uh, seminar and uh, perfect control every time. And uh, at one point, he was trying to get us to attack uh, people to attack Oizuki and to stuff them with the Yoko Geri when they got to that halfway point, you know. And uh, nobody was quite getting it right, so he went, oh, "Okay, Ross, um, attack me, Oizuki." And I was like, he's had perfect control all day. So I thought this will be none different. He's just going to catch me on the way in. So I went for it, like no hesitation. <laughs> and there's a, somebody, I don't know where it is. Somebody has a photo of his foot coming out my back. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> it's like, literally like that. And it, like, I swear, he hit me so fucking hard. Like, I've never been hit like that. It was like, like, and Aiden's a big man. For those who don't know, Aiden, Aiden makes me look tiny, if you if you put it that way, you know? And, uh, and I remember he hit me so hard. And, uh, and he went to the show and went, you all right? And I went, us. And then and then I went back to, to eat. I was partnered up with AJ and AJ was pissing myself. And he's like, you all right, man? And I was like, can't breathe. <laughs> you, you work with AJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, trying to get my breath back. Oh, that was horrible. Uh, Steve Ubble nearly knocked me out when I was hungover. Hmm. I just passed my uh, Sandan and I was training with Steve Ubble. And, and he normally, Steve, he changes who he demonstrates on depending on where he's standing. Hmm. But for some reason, I, I still think to this day, Scott said, told him to. But every hmm. time he demonstrated, he went straight for me. I remember he hit me with this like oh, tightshell yeah. right to the side of my jaw that, that my knees went and I was like oh Christ. Like, <laughs> when I was uh, hung over to shit and I was like oh I just don't want to be here anymore <laughs> you know too much celebrating uh, 
Yeah, those two, that was pretty rough as well. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else is. I'd, Rick Hutton gave me a stingy one once, but he was, he was like, he wasn't really trying to hit hard. Um, and you could tell he was totally pulling it. He was doing like a snappy, like, hum! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does. But so he was, <laughs> he, was, he was snapping it right back just as it, you know, touched my skin. But it was like, ah, oh, like it, a little bit of it was kind of penetrating. He made, he made me bleed with the yeah, tattoo racket yeah, and he'd done that yeah, yeah. thing that was a sore, yeah, five yeah, yeah. times. And it was like, you know, in WWE where like Ric Flair used to give the chops yeah. to the chest, you know? <laughs> it was like them, man. And he, <laughs> it started, my chest started bleeding. I was like, Jesus Christ, fucking through the doggy, you know? Ah. Oh. Rough, rough, rough going. <laughs> okay, so what's the hard like? What as instructors because we all teach. What's the hardest you've hit somebody? Uh, like while just demonstrating, you ever drop somebody while demonstrating? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a few times. What's a lesson? <laughs> Otherwise, you don't know. <laughs> the worst, the worst thing I've ever done to a student was when, like, I was, I was teaching as well. I still taught at the Liverpool University Club. And you used to have this guy there called Ed, really nice guy, one of those just genuinely athletic people. He was rowing, running, all of that. And all and <laughs> <laughs> just just on the spot. That's what we were doing, chocolate with on the spot. And I went up to him. I was like, okay, you do thing, bang the hand, don't rock back. And I went up to him and like really solid guy. So I just went bang. And he went like flying backwards. I was going, Ed, what are you doing? Stand still. They went, oh, bang. He went, like, pulled his hand back. I was like, Ed, what are you doing? And he'd gone white. Bang. And he kept pulling it away. Oh, mate, is that, Ed, what are you doing? And his girlfriend's there going, same, 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 same. Got a finger. And I was like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> just <laughs> mashing his broken hand. <laughs> like, oh, like three times. And I just walked away going, oh. You know, we just want to swallow you up. Well, he like, never oh. said that. Yeah, Ed, be careful. No, he didn't say a thing. Like, attitude-wise, that was brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sure. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. But, be tough. But, oh, oh, I feel yeah, like I'm back in the way. You've got a fucking broken finger. Like, man. Yeah, just, just, just say, just, just say, yeah, that's the past. But, oh, I felt so small. Duh. That's a classic as well, eh? The Chokazuki and... Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, classic, yeah, 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 classic, classic training stuff back in the day. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so have, you, have, you, have, you, have, you, have, you have you ever? Not well. That that wasn't. Bob the student. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like everybody's, I've you know you're demonstrating. He's like, oh my god, no, sorry, are you okay? Are you okay? And they're just like, <laughs> 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 like we get. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bang the shit again. Oh. It can't be helped sometimes. We're, we're, te- we're teaching <laughs> and punching after all, you know? Mm. Uh. <laughs> um, one time, um, I've completely forgotten the story I was about to tell. One time? One time. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was on the internship, um, it was the first time I, pr- I properly had to go hitting the Makiwara. Mm-hmm. I was a complete ball bag. Mm. Uh, and and a fud mm-hmm. and a dumpling. Mm. So I'd never had a go with the Makiwara before, but uh, but I thought it was cool because it is fucking cool. So I was hitting it all the time, and I think we it was part of training at the time as well. We were like doing Makiwara, two tenner more kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we were all playing around. We were going through a Makiwara phase in the dojo, and um, I went obviously too hard. And there's stuff that moves around inside my hand now, which never moved around before. Like there's stuff moving there. Like ligaments clicking, and <laughs> but anyway, but uh, at the time my hand was very sore, and uh, I was in your class then one evening, and we were doing a kumite class, and I didn't have uh, pads on, so I'm standing there with my hands up, and you're like, okay, uh, Rue, come out, and I'm going to show you this thing. All right, Rue's going to attack Kazamizuki. Okay, so this hand is coming, and you tap my my lead hand, yeah, as in like this is the Kazamizuki, it's going to come, and you tap that hand, and I went, <laughs> and it's like anyway, so he's going to attack with this hand. Oh God. <laughs> Like, like, so when he attacks with this hand, oh, and again and again, he kept hitting my hand yeah. like that. Exactly like the story you were yeah. telling. <laughs> yeah, and inside I was fucking crying. Except I wasn't going, hold your hand strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you were just like, this. I know, you were doing a kind of, you were like, this is the hand now that you have to watch out for, all right? Not doing that deliberately. No, you didn't no, know. No, no idea. Now, of course, I didn't say anything because. You're, you're. 
you were in there and doodle and exactly. all that stuff, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But um, and I'm still shy at the piano, so it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> I've never hurt anyone ever. I've got perfect control. Never, never hurt anyone. That's not true. Give <laughs> me a few thumbs. <laughs> Remember one time you um, Ushiromo washed your heel right into my temple. No, it was Uramawash, and it's on video, it's on YouTube. Really? Yeah. My head goes go. like... Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. Uramawash ruined in the skull. <laughs> yeah. What's happened after this? Yeah. The worst one I've ever done was, like, I was showing the kids, you know, don't uh, swing your leg on my Gary, and deliberately, like, kicking up the way, so I'm missing, missing, you want to, like, lift the knee and snap out, and the kid just went... <laughs> 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 I was like, oh Jesus! Just hit the deck. Just, like. just, just, just went like, like literally straight back. Like. We talk about injuring children way too often on this podcast, guys. Oh, listen, you're talking 700 kids. Yeah, one of them is about to get a smack. <laughs> No, never, never. Oh, crazy. Uh, do you um do you teach kids at the moment at all, Stuart? Yeah, yeah. So as, as well as the the sort of dojo we've got in Liverpool, I also teach on the rail, which is across the River Mersey. So that's where my my own club is, where I teach. Oh, you still got your own dojo running? Yeah, yeah. I still teach oh, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's in its second year now, I think. Coming up to its third. Yeah, no, that's that's going well. That's cool. going well. Good little bunch. Are you building up to full time? I am full time. You are full time. Yeah, I am full time. I'm so ignorant. Yeah. Um yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. I, I didn't know. It's fairly December. December is when I went full time. Nice one. Um and yeah, it's going it's going okay. Yeah. It's going okay to Twitter. So hopefully we'll continue to do so and grow and grow, particularly when we get this new dojo in Liverpool, hopefully that'll make things a lot uh, a lot easier in that regard. Um but no it's good. It's good. And again, hopefully once lockdown ends, so hopefully we'll be able to get out and teach. You know, I've had a few people call up saying oh, you can teach for us. So that'll be so So um we the majority of our students are children. And we've talked yep. on the podcast loads about um our approach to teaching children. Um and having had a look at you in our dojo, leading those classes for the kids before the grading, your approach is different. You're very serious. You what? don't play helicopter at the you end of your class, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your approach? What's your philosophy for teaching kids? Oh gosh. I, again, I have to admit that's perhaps changed a bit over the last sort of year. Um, once you realise again that there is a different way of doing things. Um, so, again, trying to firm but fair, I think, or firm but fun, as someone described the other day, um, which was quite a nice description, I thought. Um, so now, an hour class, maybe 40, 45 minutes of that will be training, trying to do a lot more hard work now, um, even if you're on just doing pairs because they want that. Um, and then sort of doing sort of that, that key on that kumite in, you know, with races, with games, with reaction training, that sort of thing. So, because, you know, kids, particularly young kids, because I, I start from the age of four where their attention span is non-existent. Um, so just getting them through the whole hour at starts was, was an achievement in that regard. Um, and then getting them through a kata is, you know, a million miles ahead of what they yeah exactly so um but yeah no it's it's i mean the kid they all love it they all seem to enjoy it and the parents love what i do which i think is you know more important at this stage than the kids enjoying it because if the parents think you're doing a crap job then they're not going to bring them back um so where's the kids uh, um but no so whereas maybe before and particularly at the university club where they were all 18 years old and, you know, I was quite strict. Um, I think as I've gotten a bit older and hopefully a bit wiser, 
says, um, just a bit more relaxed with the kids. A bit more relaxed. Um, yeah. When you're training Let university students, though, you want to be, you need you need to be Hitler in there, right? I mean, I think I think they, they they're coming because they want to. So you yeah. can yes, exactly. You, you you can do whatever the hell you want. Mm. I, I think you know, be as tough as yeah. you want, be as lean as you want. They're going to train hard regardless. Like hopefully, maybe sometimes they build up the whole week, but mm. it's not really hard work to get adults motivated to train hard. Really, if it yeah. Yeah, yeah, they they, they they go along with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kids, yeah. kids not so much. Yeah, teenagers. But, but yeah, it's it's kids that if if they walk away smiling, then they're going to come back. You know, that's that's the thing. You know, if they're if they're, they're not enjoying a the class, then they won't want to come back. But if they're smiling, and I I always try whenever I'm teaching class, no matter how many people are in there, everyone will be spoken to individually at least once. That's that's what I've always tried to do. Um, even if it's just like a very small comment, like, oh, that was good, or maybe try this, or, or whatever. I will try to speak everyone individually once, no matter how big the class is. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, they're paying money, you know, for, for that attention. So, yeah, that's oh. what I promise to do anyway. Hmm. For sure. Like, I, I look back to, like, like, or, like do, just do describing there, doing that, like hit the hand to make sure that they're they're connected and stuff at the punch. I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't done that in years, but that was a regular thing in my first dojo, which was initially a KGB dojo before he eventually left. Um, but I, I remember the kind of training that we used to do, just a squash court, and he would have the class would be packed, like over thirty people in a squash court. Jesus, like it was so popular, and the training was so popular. And I think back to what the training was like for us coming up through the grades with him. And I think nowadays, man, you'd never be able to get away with half the stuff that was going on. The screaming at the kids and the shouting and the kids coming out with burst lips, black eyes, burst noses every other day and stuff like that. Like, it was just like it was just part of the training. But now, imagine one of the parents in here had their kids had a a black eye at the end of class. They'd be like, King of the court. <laughs> <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly had a woman jumping down my throat because her kid got locked in the bathroom the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. It's not my fault your child can't open the fucking bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but she was like, someone locked my child in the bathroom. That, those were her words. Yeah. Yeah, it was your choice. <laughs> yeah, there's no lock on the ads. So I had to get a five cent coin and you yeah. like use it to open the thing. Fuck off. I just pushed the door in because what they need to do is yeah, need to pull it. Yeah, you need it. to pull it a little uh, bit. So turn, I push yeah. it and go, try it now. And then they're out like, yeah. I remember one time there was a parent that came in and complained that my child, my child's, my child's covered in sweat. When they say my child, my child's covered in sweat. You know you're sweat. in trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Covered in sweat. I mean, what what have they been doing? That's too that, much. Children, already... should, children shouldn't be pushed this hard. They're, they're covered in sweat. I'm just like, <laughs> you're just sorry. Put an effort to make it. Sorry. Be like, not theirs. It's not their sweat. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my sweat. <laughs> yeah. When you hear them say my child, you know they're already preparing their statement for the fucking court courtroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Shit. Yeah, God. But um, so the club's still going well. That's good news, man. That's good news. And and were you doing yeah. Zoom classes and stuff uh, with the kids over lockdown and things like that? Yes, I was. Yeah, doing a few Zoom sessions a week. Um, which again, most of the kids joined in, even if it was just for the parents' sake. You know, which I'm sure you guys experienced similar. The parents just needed a break at one stage. You know, as much as the kids needed to do something, the parents just needed like just going from that fucking screen and don't talk to me for now. Um <laughs> which which is fine. I'm still still doing a Zoom class on a Sunday morning, but I'm gonna turn that into a, a dojo session soon. Um just because the numbers get into the size where I can do that, which is great. Um so, yeah, so are you are you guys back to normal now? Is everything back to normal in Dublin or there's one in terms of training, almost yes. I mean, there's an outdoor class uh, later today that you're doing. Um, yeah, and and there's and that's it. Everything else is back indoors, which is which is great. Um, the numbers. Not are still, everything else is back indoors. Not everything. All else. my classes are still outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I forget. All right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I forget. This guy only teach. Well, you teach some classes elsewhere, but your majority of time you're here in the yeah. dojo. Me, yeah. I do all the satellite venues, which means the venues that are very far away. 
So I'm the guy, and, and none of those venues are open because they're church halls, they're community halls, right. they're run by the local government, and they, but I don't give a fuck, they prefer to take their salary and just be like, oh, no, we're not going to open yet because Mary can't get vaccinated because she's fucking, I don't give a shit, like, like, they prefer to take their fucking salary and sit at home on their arse like they have been for the last year and a half because local government and local kind of facilities and services in Ireland are so backwards and so, like, loosey-goosey and laissez-faire. And, like, it should be, you know, you should be doing your best. You should be putting in, like, the children need these activities. They need training. But if we get rained out, sorry, fucking Mary and John are sitting at home because they just don't feel like opening the fucking community hall. Say like so, so many people. No, no, hang on a second. <laughs> like so many, so many people have taken this fucking pandemic, especially people working for the government. Because if you work for the Irish government, you're, you're set for life. You have your pension and you have your massive salary and you, <laughs> and you're, and you don't have to, you can't get fired. Right. Yeah. So these so these people have made their own rules and they, they do whatever they want. And the pandemic has been an excuse for so many people to put in minimal effort for a full year and a half. And they're going to continue to take advantage of that on an ongoing basis. But you're still teaching outside, yeah. And the Zen thinking is, is working out for you, Rugo. Yeah, it's, it's just the camera show. About that in a while. So. Yeah, we're not quite back to normal, Stuart. We're almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Fuck's sake. Oh, I think. So, those guys from Satellite often come to the Humble, do they sort of stick to themselves? Um, it tends to be when they get to sort of the brown belt stages, they start to drift to the, the dojo classes. Um. Oh. Just because there's always a, a ref, like there's always a new influx of beginners and stuff like that, so it's always they're all, they end up getting pushed out a little bit to the more advanced classes, yeah. Um, especially when they get start to get bigger and stuff like that, and there's a bunch of new wee kids in the class. Um, so, for example, in, in you most satellite classes, you'll maybe have two a beginners class and a color belt class. You know, mixed mixed grades, yeah, yeah. Uh, low, beginners and mixed grades. Um, and then if you if they're sticking in that mixed grade class for a couple of years and all of a sudden they're the, the oldest there and there's a bunch of new beginners who have just got their orange bills jumping in, it gets a bit tedious. So we encourage them to come to the dojo at that point. Yeah. And it works quite well. Yeah. 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 Works quite well. But I think it's, it's I think it's time, guys. Time. Mm-hmm. I think it's time. Mm-hmm. Time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's time. Uh, it's time do, you know, for... do you know what time it is, Stuart? Wait, Stuart's frozen. Oh, he's not frozen. He's, he's not frozen. frozen. He's stoic. <laughs> <laughs> he's just stoic. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a... <clears throat> a fail of the week. The week. Uh, now, Stuart, I, I did say you had to have one of these ready. Yeah. A fail. Yes. Do you have a fail of the yeah. week ready to go? I, I have an embarrassing moment of the week. Will that do? That's, that's a fail. That's, that's a fail. That's yeah. a fail. Beautiful. A fail Beautiful. of the so, week is literally anything that so, people want out there. I mean, I... I mean, it did start with a fail. So I got a little graze me eye ear where Damien Wood Sensei was trying to correct me lying in Kumse, and I and and I didn't. So he punched me in the face, which which is you know it's it's fair enough. It's my fault. Um, but so so that, that that happened. Then I got back to mine last night. Forgot about it. Jumped in the shower, and you know when you've just got a little graze, and it's. Things like a bitch. Actually, I can see it. I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I shrieked <laughs> like I've never shrieked before. <laughs> I just screamed in my shower because I just forgot. And my eye just went, fuck oh, off. I was. Ah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the whole block heard it, which was, which was, yeah. So, yeah, no, I was just like crouched down in the shower going, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Damo. That's that, that was that was getting boring. in the shower actually yeah. hurt worse than getting punched. <laughs> it did, yeah. It did. <laughs> yes. Especially if you have that tingly shampoo. Oh, on. the mint. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, just, I don't. Oh, the little, yeah, little mint. Uh, yeah. What's yeah, it called? No. Normally, normally it's a lovely sensation. Yeah. No. The tingly, oh, the tingly oh, sensation. 
there's tingly shampoo here that that's like a we shower don't even gel. know where it was coming from. It would just, just show a, up in the men's changing room. It's a lime. It's a lime shower gel. It's minty as well. Minty lime mm. and. And, it's like you a wash it and, you're like, <laughs> and you're like your sinuses are clearing up and you're exfoliating and you're great and then you get down to the to the nether regions and let's just say it gets a bit intense <laughs> but yeah you'll hear some screaming from the shower there <laughs> I just the same feeling <laughs> we'll be in there like hey Ross do you have, do you have the tingly stuff in your shower I do man hold on I'll give it to you in a minute <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my tingle on <laughs> All right, shall I go? Yeah, 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 if you've got one. Yeah, my, my fail is the whole of Tuesday. Oh, Jesus. Okay. What day is it today? Friday. Yeah. I had, a, I had a failure of a day from start to finish on Tuesday. No, you're right. I, I did. Oh, you did. To start with... Oh, here you go, Stuart. Wait to hear this. <laughs> His Ross is already disappointed. <laughs> to start with, I miss training. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. <clears throat> showed, up, uh, showed up for the meeting and had to walk because I'd had fucking... Punk- I'm forever getting punctured tires here's another covid rant everyone's out drinking outside because you're not allowed to drink inside in the pubs and the weather's been fantastic so they're all drinking outside and when young lads and maybe young ones as well are drinking outside they're like oh this is gas there's no rules on the street we can break our bottles and glasses everywhere so dublin is covered in broken glass do you step outside it's just to see it is uh, right outside glass. the dojo <laughs> right outside the dojo anyway um yeah, so I have punctures all the time. So missed training, had to walk all the way to the dojo for the meeting, got there for the meeting, did the meeting. Very boring meeting that day. Yeah, it was very boring. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then, um, fucking... As opposed to the parties we have every other meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Bring my bike to the shop and, like, got the, got the new... No, got a fucking puncture repair kit, went home, fucked up the puncture repair, went back to the shop to get a new tube, went home, put in the new tube. For some reason... Half the tire was popping off after I inflated the fucking thing. Went back to the bike shop. He fixed that for me, but then I got another puncture the very same day. That's it. He fixed that for me after my second trip to the bike shop. I got another fucking puncture. So I got the Lewis to my class out in Still Oregon. Mm-hmm. And during the warm up, I ripped my shorts. <laughs> I was lunging, I was warming up, and my shorts went right in the crotch. <laughs> And I'm wearing those shorts right now because I'm out of shorts. I'm, yeah, see, there's the rip. I mean, he was sticking out of me. He's like, I'm wearing my underwear. So, so, so I, haven't, I haven't had a fucking minute to put on a load of washing. I haven't done my washing because I don't have any fucking time because I have to walk everywhere because my fucking bicycle is constantly flat tires. So I, yesterday I gave in, I went to the shop and I bought, um, I had to borrow from my fucking savings to get puncture-proof tires. Ugh. And there's a layer of Kevlar inside in these tires, oh, between the tube and, and the tire. So if I get a puncture now, I'm going to go back into that shop and I'm going to fucking... I do have a, I got a fail of the week. Go yeah, on. I've got a fail of the week. So, um, further, I have a lovely new, new girlfriend. Deirdre, the lovely Deirdre, who's very lovely. And Deirdre is a masseuse, um, a professional masseuse, and she recently got a brand new massage table. And it was delivered to the dojo, this big fancy new portable massage table. And she says, to be fair, she looked at me and she says, oh, it's meant to be lightweight, like not heavy, right? <laughs> this thing was like trying to pick up Thor's hammer. <laughs> like, 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 it's the heaviest fucking table in the history of goddamn tables. And of course, like, it's to do, she's going to use the dojo to do like one-to-one massage sessions for the karate people, uh, which is pretty cool. And we're, we're going to deck out the dojo a little bit. It would with have to be one-to-one. Curtain and stuff. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. Can't have everyone sitting there like, yeah, join that. <laughs> <laughs> that good and, and, but Scott, Scott is mad OCD. Like, one of the things I do oh. wind up Scott is I always tell don't worry, man. We'll store that to the side of, down the side of the fridge. It's great. He hates stuff. Nothing goes down. down the side of the fridge. It's hilarious. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it gets right under his skin. He's OCD. If you look around this office here, OCD everywhere. Everything. Mm-hmm. All the books are in order. If you mess up, actually, when he, now he's on holidays. Wait till we see. I'm going to mess up all his karate you should, books. You, in should, order. you should take Richard Amos Sensei's book. And put it out in front. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it out the front. Uh, but he's OCD at mad, so he was like, get that table out of here. Get it the fuck out of here. 
I don't want it in the dojo. Like, you gotta keep it in your heads. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went and picked up the table and had to walk to the house, which isn't that far, but it was like 30 degrees. <laughs> it was 30 degrees. I wasn't dressed for the weather. And I was walking to my house with this fucking table and the sweat. And poor Deirdre's feeling awful for making me carry the table. And she was like, oh, do you want me to take it for a bit? Do you want to rest? Do you want? And I was like, just fucking keep going. Just fucking. I was like, don't stop. Just fucking go. It's like, oh, come on. We won't get to travel. Like, just cross the road now. No waiting for traffic lights. And we went to travel. Like, fucking hell. Like, I'm getting sweaty and sweaty. And I'm getting more ads. I'm like, fuck it. Fuck it. And when we get to my house, my house has got this code to get in this gate. And you know you've got the two real road. You've got the small gate and the big gate for the cars. You've got the big gate. Big gate for the cars is actually a lot faster than the single person gate. Mm-hmm. But she goes up to the single person gate. No, I'm like, fucking gate. The other fucking gate. You fucking idiot. The big gate. Fucking move. Oh, fucking. you lost your temper with Deirdre. I, I was just getting frustrated. No, 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 I never no. lost my temper. No, because I love the Deirdre. No, 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 I didn't. But yeah, that whole ordeal was a fail. Like, and I was very upset about how much. Carrying a table made me sweat. <laughs> was very, I was like, God, I gotta get in shape. <laughs> so yeah, that was my favorite. Well, in fairness to you, it has been roasting. I'm right. sweating right now, man. Yeah, I am roasting. This is my the god, sweatiest podcast we've ever done. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't help when your man start pulls out the six pack. Yeah. <laughs> you asked. You asked. Famous please. Oh, but um. Stuart, man, uh, I know Ruth has got a class to go teach. I have a place to go, people to see. It has been lovely to have you on the podcast, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. It's been great fun. Thank you very much. And we'll definitely have you on again. And uh, in person, maybe, when, when if you come over in the next couple yeah, of months. Yeah, like I say, most of yeah. in the next few months, we'll, uh, we'll sort it out and let you guys know. So then we'll, get, we'll have the, the red wine. Yes, we'll have the red wine. We'll, we'll go into the, the cellar. <laughs> <laughs> get the special bottle out for you, yeah? It's good to see you. Hopefully you get to see you yeah, soon, yeah? Yeah, looking forward to it. Nice Take one, it man. easy, Come mate. On, Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you very much. That's it from Deepers us. and horses. Oh, it's... 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 It's...